We are learning the fourth Sikha of Parshas Devarim in Chelek Yates on page 24. The Shir today is being learned, Lila Nishmas Rab Yosef bin Yamin and Rab Menashe Koltman. Oifun Pasik, Hashem Elekeh Viseichem, Yosef Aleichem Kochem Elaf Pa'amim. The Ebishter should bench you, it should be added to you a thousandfold more than you are today. You should bench you as he has spoken to you. So the Medrash says the following. The Yidin said to Moshe Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu Moshe, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Leinosan Kitzvah Leberch Yiseinu. When the Ebishter benches us, he gave no limit to his bracha. And when you bench us, you say that we should multiply a thousandfold. Why the limitation to the bracha? Omar lahem, so Moshe Rabbeinu answers them, My bracha, this, this is the limit to the bracha that I give you. The will come, he will bench you, as he has spoken to you, which is a bracha of a sotnit ken kitzvah, a bracha without any limitation. As you do other kushi in them, so the question on this is famous and obvious, if the Ebishter benches Yidin, a bracha that has no limit, So what is Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha that is limited a thousandfold add to this? Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha is totally annulled and is insignificant in the bracha of the Ebishter, which is unlimited. It's understood how much more so from this that the Gemara says, the expression in the Gemara that if you have 200, it includes 100 in it, how much more so something which is unlimited. Eivishtus bracha includes Moshe Rabbeinu's limited bracha. Mepharshim entferim, so the commentaries answer as follows. As the reiftu from Birchas Moshe is in them, the accomplishment of what Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha adds is, was Birchas HaKadosh Baruch Hu is nor done when Yidin Zenimekayim Teiru Mitzvahs. Eivishtus bracha comes with a condition. If you didn't fulfill Teirah mitzvahs, Mashain ken birchas Moshe is netoli and ken t'nai. Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha is unconditional. So therefore, yes, it's a limited bracha, but it's unconditional. So there's an advantage to this. And thus is Masim, with them was the Gemara Zaktif and Pasik, V'hoya mispa b'nei Yisrael goymer, Asher layimad v'lo yisafer. So the Gemara also focuses on a Pasik here where it seems to say two opposites. It begins saying that there's a number, to Bnei Yisrael. And it concludes, The Yidin will not be measured or counted. So the Gemara explains, When Yidin fulfill Hashem's will, so then they're unlimited. When they don't fulfill Hashem's will, so then they're limited. So what do we see from this Gemara? This haste. So this means as follows, as Abrach, which is limited, misbar with a specific number, is da, this the Yidin will get even when they don't fulfill Hashem's will. which is unlimited, That's only possible when Yidin fulfill Hashem's will. So this is the same point that the Mepharshim say here regarding Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha as well. We can say that even though his bracha is limited, but you didn't get this even when they don't fulfill Hashem's will. Or other commentaries also make a distinction between Hashem's bracha and Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha and they point out a certain advantage that there is in Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha differently. Birchas Moshe is bizman 
Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha is even today. In other words, it's not limited to the future. It's always a bracha that's going to be available for us even today. The bracha of the Eibishter, which is unlimited, that will only be fulfilled in the future. There's another medrash where it says, As mispar. And today, in the, when we get here in the world, there's a number, there's a limit to their, their, their descendants and their yidin. The future, then Yidin will be like the sand, with it can, which can't be, can be counted. Okay, so it's a similar point here, that there's a certain advantage in the bracha of Moshe Rabbeinu, that it applies even with Manazeh. Aber, however, von Lashen HaMedrish Da Beparsha Seinu. If we take a look in the words of the Medrish here, in the Parsha that was quoted, is mashma, it seems, as the chiluk zwischen die zwei brachis, the difference between the Eibishter's bracha and Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha, bashteid blois in them, consists only of this, was einer is mishali, und der zweite mishala kadosh baruchum. One is Moshe Rabbeinu saying, this is my bracha, and the other is the Eibishter's bracha. That's the only difference as the Medrash emphasizes this. But it seems like both brachas apply in the same exact time period, in the same exact condition. Even in a time period, when you have the brach of the Eivishter, which is unlimited, there's still room for something that's being added by Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha, which is limited. So the question comes back, how could it be possible to say that at the same time, when there's an unlimited bracha from the Eibishter, there's some kind of value to keeping the bracha of Moshe Rabbeinu at the same time? Nachmer, even more so, it's not only that it's mashma this way from the Medrash, but azay is mukrach mustimis pirish rashi da. This is also clear from the way Rashi brings this. Was brengt loshna Medrash, Rashi quotes the expression that it says in the Medrash, onkein esofes bir in them without adding any additional explanations regarding what it's speaking about, it's one time period or another time period. So if Rashi quotes it this way, that there's the Eibishter's bracha and there's Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha at the same time, so then this is the Pashtu Pshara, the Pasuk here, that they can both be at the same time. This also fits over there in the Pasuk that the Gemara quotes, where it starts off saying that the Yidin's number is mispar, there's a number. And then it says, lo yimad So what's the simple pshat of that Pasuk? Because the pshat is, The simple pshat of the Pasuk is not that it's speaking about two different time periods or two different conditions of Klal Yisrael, if they're fulfilling Hashem's Ratzin or not. Rather, not as as a as as in Israel in themselves man when the But that the misper of Yidin will be in the exact same time period when they will not be able to be counted. But still, nevertheless, there's a significance to the fact that there's misper that Yidin are limited with a certain number. So the question is, how is that possible? How could you have misper and lo yimad at the same time? similar to what we have over here, as the bracha mukbelas from Moshe Rabbeinu vertnit bottle legabe birchas hakadosh baruch It does not become totally annulled and insignificant when you have the unlimited bracha of the Eibushter. Gefintman oich in the bracha havaye Yosef aleichem gufe. We also see this concept regarding the Eibushter's bracha himself. When the Eibushter benches Yidden, you also have these two aspects here. 
Light with the Medrash tied this up. The Medrash explains this expression, the Pasuk here says, Yosef Aleichem, that Abish is adding to his bracha. What this means is, Yosef Aleichem Kachem, Lama Birchem Baloshen Teisefes. Why does it say over here that Abish adds to who Yidin are? That, uh, what's this expression of adding? When the Eibish the benches, so that what's added through the Eibish's bracha is much more than what was there before the Ike that was there before. And the Mandish brings different examples that when the Eibish adds through his bracha, it's much more than what was there in the principle. So this Mandish as well is not understood. If when the Ebishter benches, it brings about an abundance, an addition, that's more than what was there previously. So how could what was there before be considered to be the Iker, the primary existence of a bracha before, and we still refer to it as Iker. Now this is the main bracha, even after the Eibishter's bracha that's added is much greater than what was there before. seemingly, from the if what was there before is less than what the, what's added through the Eibishter's bracha, so then this is secondary, it's insignificant to the greater bracha of the Eibishter, which is much more than there before. So it's still considered to be Iker, even after the Eibishter's bracha is much more. So here you see the same point, a similar point to what we said before, that you have the Eibishter's bracha and Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha. And even though the Eibishter's bracha is much greater, nevertheless, Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha is still significant. And here as well we see that the Iker is still considered to be an Iker, even after you have the greater addition of Hashem. Is the fun gufa de chaches? So this itself proves the point. As chach teisvasa shkalish baruchu is yisaidim in eker. Yes, the eibushter is added. Baruch is much more than the eker that's there before. Vetabedas friedig in it bottle. But what's there in the beginning does not become insignificant. Onachme as vetongeruf in eker. Legabet teisvasa shkalish baruchu. Not only is it not insignificant, but it's actually even more significant than the added baruch of the eibushter, which is seemingly more than this. So how do we explain this? How do we explain the significance of Meish Rabbeinu's bracha in the presence of Hashem's unlimited bracha? And how do we explain the significance of the Iker, which is limited, even when you have a Tisefes Shalak Kaddish Baruch with the added bracha, which is unlimited? So let's first explain better the Maimah Chazal that was quoted before, as Khan, Layimad Vula Yisafer, when it says that Yidin can't be counted, it's Bizman, Shisral, Oisin, Ritsainishal Makim, when Yidin fulfill Hashem's will, and Khan, Misbar, when it says that Yidin have a certain number, Bizman, Shain, Oisin, Ritsainishal Makim, that's when Yidin do not fulfill Davish's will. So, how do we really understand this Maimah Chazal here? When it says, Ain Oisin, Ritsainishal Makim, you could learn the Gemara in its simple sense that it Pashat means that Yidin are not following what Hashem wants and not fulfilling Taito Mitzvahs. But it's not what the Gemara really means, it's a much deeper pshadir. Abrache bechlal kumtach davke durch the Aveda von Yidin. Any brache comes through the Aveda of Yidin, that Yidin is serving Hashem and therefore they're worthy of a brache. Und bemeiles verstandig, as euch die brache mukbeles, von vahaya mispergeime, even when it says that there's a limited brache, that there's a certain count and a number to the Yidin. Bedugmas, Birchas Meisha, Yosef Elof Pamim, similar to the brache of Meisha, which also has a number of a thousand fold. It's also connected to this that the Yidin are serving the Eibishter. So when it says, it doesn't mean literally that they're not listening or serving Hashem. 
nor, but rather what this means is, this is an Aveide, was an irfelt shleimus. They're serving Hashem with a certain lack. It's lacking that completion, that ultimate connection and service to Hashem. So much so that this is an Aveide that's referred to that they're not fulfilling Hashem's will. And there's an emphasis over here on, on the will, the will of Hashem. The pure will of Hashem is not being fulfilled here in this service of the Ebeshte. What's an example for this? The dogmas Kayin was what gebracht min chalavaya. An example is what what Kayin did. Kayin brought a carbon, and vaderabe er is given the erashit to bring in. He's the first one that brought a carbon. On ash denoch vehevel hevi gamhu. Hevel only followed what he did and brought following him. However, what he brought was from the minimum. He brought from the inferior quality of what he had. That was, that was his carbon. So we see he served, he gave, he initiated, he came first, but nevertheless with a limitation. Similar, we could also say, on a much higher level than this kind of limitation of the carbon of Cain, where he brought something which was mamish inferior, Kamuvan is yet the Any time a person serves the Eibishter and it has a certain limitation of what he's doing here. If a person serves the Eibishter coming with a limited approach, so then is So then a person is not drawing down and he's not connecting and fulfilling Hashem's will. And the true meaning of Hashem's will is that he's connecting to the Eibishter in an unlimited way. Because the Eibishter's will is unlimited. If a person serves Hashem and does a mitzvah with a certain motivation which comes from his seichel or his feelings based on who he is with his limited approach, so then he's not really serving unlimited. That's what it means, And that brings down, as a result, a limited bracha. So, refers to a person that serves the Eibishter out of his limitations, connecting to the Eibishter's will, even when it doesn't fit into his understanding and so on. That's the unlimited service that brings down the unlimited bracha. We actually find the difference explained between the misbar, the limited Aveda, or the limited bracha, and the unlimited bracha on a much higher level. The Altarebbe is Mavaya. The Altarebbe explains this in Lakutta Teira. In Aveda Sashem Bishle Musa, even when you have an Aveda which is complete and a full service of the Eibishter, but nevertheless, Mispar meant the Aveda from Kiyama Mitzvahs. Mispar refers to a person that serves the Eibishter fulfilling Mitzvahs. And even if he fulfills Mitzvahs with its ultimate connection fully, He's giving away his all being to Hashem. He's not serving the mitzvah, doing the mitzvah with his limitations, fully, fully dedicated to the mitzvah. But nevertheless, this is an Aveda that's connected to Mispar, to a certain limitation. Why? Because the mitzvahs are limited to the number of 613. One may not add or diminish or take away from any of the mitzvahs. Every individual mitzvah has a certain amount of what the shear of the mitzvah is, how it should be done, when it should be done, and all its limitations. So therefore, the Aveda of fulfilling mitzvahs, even in the most ultimate level, is nevertheless an Aveda that's connected to a limitation. The Aveda, a person serving the Eibishter without any limitations, is Avedis HaTshuva. That's the Aveda of Tshuva versus Hechef and Ishtal Shalus and Akbala. Here, a person that 
wasn't fulfilling any mitzvahs and therefore he can't connect in this way and he has to go and surpass that connection and connect to the Eivishter beyond the limited connection of the Taryag mitzvahs, that's the Kayach of Tshuva, where he reconnects to the Eivishter on a higher level, that's the unlimited connection that the Pasuk is speaking about here. So this means even when a person's Aveda is totally Bishleimus, yet the Aveda of mitzvahs is connected to a certain limitation. Tshuva is out of all limitations. That's what we're speaking about here. Now we get at here, so now coming back to the point that was made before. As the Pasha to Pirish, from Vahayim Mispegaymashalayimadvalayisafer, the simple meaning of the reading of the Pasuk when it says that the number of Yidin will be that they can't be counted. So what's the simple pshat? That the Pasuk is not speaking about two different levels, two different time periods. Nor their mispar alain is an anayfim falayimad valayisafer. That the number itself, in other words, over here, this Aveda that we're referring to as a limited Aveda, this itself really does express an unlimited connection to Hashem. So what this means is, regarding a Yid connecting to the Eibishter, either through Mispar, a limited connection, or the unlimited connection, as Eich, that in you from Mispar is verbunden mit an Iluf in Even when a Yid serves the Eibishter through Mitzvahs, which is limited, it still has within it and it's connected to the unlimited connection to the Eibishter. Chach, Mitzvahs, then be Mispar or Although the mitzvahs that Hashem gives us is with a certain number and it's limited. When a yid fulfills mitzvahs, he's fulfilling Hashem's will. This, the, the, the mitzvahs are the tzivuyim and the ratzen of the eibishter. And therefore, If this is the will of Hashem and a yid fulfills the mitzvah, by fulfilling the mitzvah, you have in this limited mitzvah that he fulfilled, He's drawing down and bringing the Ratzon of the Eibishter, the unlimited presence of the Eibishter here in this limited mitzvah that he's fulfilling. So that's the connection here in the Pasuk of Mispar, but that in this specific mitzvah that you're doing, that seems to be limited, it contains within it the Loyimad Yisafer, the unlimited Ratzon of the Eibishter. So now based on this, so in essence, there really is no difference between the Aveda of Tshuva or the Aveda of Mitzvahs. Even though Mitzvahs is Taryag Mitzvahs, limited, but nevertheless, the Mitzvahs are Ratzon Hashem, and therefore you're drawing down the unlimited Ratzon of the Ebeshter in every Mitzvah. So what's really the difference between Tshuva or Mitzvahs? If so, the difference between the two categories of Aveda explained before, whether it's limited or unlimited, is in them, it consists only of the following. When one fulfills a mitzvah, because the actual Aveda consists of doing a specific mitzvah that's limited, so therefore the unlimited power of the Ebeshu that's here in this Aveda does not come out in an open way. Because the actual Aveda that he's doing is not an expression of tshuva where a person is reconnecting to Hashem in an unlimited way. No, he's doing a very specific act of the mitzvah and therefore that is what the focus is and that's what the person is experiencing. The Hagbalah, the limitation of his Aveda. Although the truth is that in it you have the unlimited power of the Eibishter. 
which is not so when it comes to tshuva versus begiloy mitzadim adam ha'eved and anavedish shalemayla makbalas over here. What's the person experiencing? It's not only that the eibushtes ratzn is from above, is, is here present in what he's doing, but in the person's experience, what is his tshuva? His whole tshuva is that he's returning to the Eibishter and he's reconnecting in an unlimited way. He's breaking out of his situation he's in, he's breaking out of his limitations and he's reconnecting through tshuva. So over here, it's open and it's revealed that his whole Aveda consists of this, that he's serving the Eibishter in an unlimited way. That's the difference. But in essence, even the Aveda of mitzvahs, which is mispar, is really It's a revelation of the Ratzna of the Ebesha that's in it. How do we explain this though? I mean, if this is an Aveda which is limited, a person takes a, a tefillin or whatever mitzvah it is and he's doing a very limited act of a mitzvah, isn't this a limited service of the Ebesha? What does it mean that in this limited Aveda it contains in it the unlimited Ratzna of the Ebesha in it? The beer in them, so the explanation of here is as follows. Mitzvahs, Zenaritzayne Shal HaKadosh Baruch All of the mitzvahs are the Ebeshter's will. Um punkt wie der Ebeshter is bleak vol, so therefore just like the Ebeshter himself is unlimited, Azai is Eich Ritzaynei, bleak vol. So so too, his will is also unlimited. Und erfahr, werd durch mitzvahs nimshach Ritzaynei is barach, was is bleak vol, lo yisafer. So therefore, when a person fulfills a mitzvah, the Ratzin of the Eibishter, he's connecting and drawing down the unlimited will of the Eibishter in this mitzvah. So the Ratzin of the Eibishter in the mitzvah is a pure and full revelation of the Eibishter, which is unlimited. And this, that the actual mitzvahs are the rotten of the Eibishter that apply to a certain limited situation and a certain limited object and time or place when the mitzvah should be fulfilled. And if so, you may think to yourself, yeah, of course the Eibishter is, is unlimited. However, this is a tzimtzum. The Eibishter is coming down and, and connecting and relating to this specific situation that here you should do so and so. So therefore, when you do this mitzvah, this is not the Ratzin of the Eibishter that is pure and is an expression of his unlimited being. This is a level of a lakos that relates to a specific situation. V'haraya, look, the mitzvah consists of fulfilling a very specific act in a very specific way. So that's not an expression of the pure unlimited being of the Eibishter. But that's not true. Because when it comes to the Ratzin of mitzvahs, it's a different type of Ratzin. It's a very deep Ratzin of the Eibishter. Is this nit kemedide mibachotz the limitation that there is in the fulfillment of the mitzvah is not a certain limitation or something that's being measured here based on the fact that this is a ratzen that's relating to a circumstance or a reality which is outside of the Eibishter. In dem er was vet nimshach durch mitzvahs that there's something that's significant that the Eibishter is relating to and therefore you should do that mitzvah in that place, in that reality. If that's what the Ratzin of the Mitzvah was, so then the Ratzin would not be the pure uh, re reflection of the Eibishter himself. So then the Ratzin of the Mitzvah is not that the Eibishter says, I want this. It's that level of holocaust that relates to a certain darga of what exists in the world and in the, here, in this place, in this world, you should utilize and should do so and so. But that's not the case. Not that Eibishter had zich alein kaviyachom meidet given. The mitzvah is not relating to anything. The source of the mitzvah, the cause of the mitzvah, it's all coming purely from the Eibishter himself. 
And the Hebeshter himself wants this, and he decides that this is what it should be. As the Amshachas Haratzen Ha'ein Saifi, that the will of the Eivishter, which is unlimited, the Eivishter himself, which is not influenced or connected or related to anything, but the Eivishter himself, which is completely unlimited, specifically when you do this and this limited action of the fulfillment of the mitzvah. So it's not the limitation of the circumstance or the reality of the, where the mitzvah is that's the cause of this kind of a ratzen, and therefore it's a limited ratzen. It's the other way around. The, the source of the ratzen comes from the Ebeshter himself. And he decided that that ratzen should be fulfilled in this and this circumstance and in this and this way. And therefore it's real, really still all the pure ratzen of the Ebeshter himself which is here present in this limited mitzvah. And Nachmed, it goes even a step further. It's not only that it's this specific act that should be done, but as a veren and an oifen medide as the peule zolas kenen oifnen. But the Eibushter also says that you should do this and this mitzvah, and the action of the mitzvah could also become a, a receptacle to receive it, to, to take this revelation of the mitzvah internally. Keli the way a, a vessel can receive a revelation that's in it, the expression that's always used in Chassidus regarding when you have something that's revealed and then it becomes contained and it becomes received. Right, so you, before the Rebbe said that there's a Ratzen, which is Ein Saifi, and the Ebesha says it should be brought down through this limited action. But not necessarily is the limited action a keli for the Samshacha. It remains makif, it doesn't actually become absorbed and connected to the action. But however, the Ratzen of the Eibishter is that the actual mitzvah itself becomes a vessel to receive, bepnimius, internally, this revelation. But again, it's still all the pure will from the Eibishter himself. So since whatever limitations there are in the Ratzon of the Mitzvah is not because of anything that's caused by anything outside of the Ebeshter himself. This is not, we're not dealing with an external will which is connected to any reality outside of the Ebeshter. This is purely coming from the Ebeshter himself that he decides to limit himself that he should be drawn and connected to in this way. The expression that's used in Chassidus is Medide v'hagbala atzmis. It's a measure, it's a limitation, but coming purely from the Eibishter himself. So therefore, in truth, there's no limitation here. There's no aspect of the Eibishter which is being lowered down or relating to anything else, which is the cause of this limitation. It's all the Eibishter himself that he decided that he should come down in this and this way. So whatever it is that the limitation is, who chose that limitation? The Eibishter himself. So that's not a limitation. It's all the essence of the Eibishter that's present here. Le'idoch, however, on the other hand, Muzman haben di This limitation is, is a critical point here. You must have this limitation of the mitzvah. Varem di velt is dacha metzies mukbelis. The world is a limited place. Was kenet mekabel zayn, the meira leki abligvol. And therefore the world cannot handle an unlimited revelation. Valdan dan si batl gevaren. With an unlimited revelation, the world is overwhelmed and totally bottled. So since fulfilling Tayro Mitzvahs is connected to this reality of a world. So therefore you must have this limitation of Mitzvahs that it should be able to be fulfilled here in a limited world. But this limitation though is totally the Abish's choice that he decided that it should be here, this limitation. 
Okay, this point of here that the Rebbe says here in the brackets, in the next ayis, the Rebbe will explain on a much deeper level why the Abishta chose it to be in this way. Uh, that itself is really an expression of a deeper revelation of the Abishta. And this is what it means here when it says that the number of the Eden, or the number referring also to the Aved of the Eden, that at the same time it's also unlimited. As their misbar for mitzvahs is nitken emesimedide, the number that there is in mitzvahs is a very deep will of the Eibishter that fully expresses the unlimited essence of the Eibishter and therefore there's no real measure here. In the mitzvah and through the mitzvah itself, as the Rebbe said before, the mitzvah itself becomes a keli to this amshacha, is a keli for the unlimited ratzn of the Eibishter that's fully here in the mitzvah. And therefore, however, the question over here is, since the purpose of mitzvahs is to bring into the world a revelation of the Eibishter, which is completely unlimited. That's what a mitzvah is all about. The point here that Rebbe explained is that just like it's true in the case of tshuva, that that's really to connect to the Eibishter in an unlimited way, that's what mitzvahs are also. Mitzvahs is the ratzn of the Eibishter, and therefore the point of a mitzvah is to draw down and to connect to the Eibishter, which is unlimited. Why did Eibishter do this? As the Aveda should be connected to a reality and a place, a world, which cannot handle the unlimited revelation of the Eibishter, as the Rebbe said before in the brackets in the previous eyes. And therefore, now the mitzvahs must be in a limited way, in order for the person to be able to draw down the unlimited ratzn of the Eibishter that's in the mitzvah. If the whole point over here is that a mitzvah is to connect and draw down the unlimited ratzn of the Eibishter, so then let that be the reality of the fulfillment of the mitzvah bepoil. That there should be no element of limitation in the fulfillment of the mitzvah. It should just be a pure revelation of the ratzn of the Eibishter. Or maybe sort of in different words, what the Rebbe is asking is, let Avedis HaTshuvah, which is clearly an experience of Bligvul, where there's no limitation of 613 mitzvahs, let that be the entire Aveda. Why have the mitzvahs be limited to the number of 613 in very specific Eifin, how to fulfill it? Seemingly, that's only because of a certain limitation that exists because of the reality of this world. We are, we're limited in time and space and everything else that exists in the world. But why? Everything is created by Hashem. That's not a limitation that we can explain that this causes there to be these uh, mitzvahs in this way. The Abish himself created this circumstance. So why? What's the reason for this? Is there be it in them? So the point over here is as follows. It must be that there's a certain advantage in the mitzvahs being limited in this way. Be'emes. Not only because of there's a certain limitation here in the world that it can't be otherwise. There's no such a thing as can't. So the point is as follows. The fact that mitzvahs were given to us here below in this world and limited because we're dealing with an unlimited will of Hashem that has to be come down to a very low place. And the world here is lacking the ability to fulfill and connect to the Eibishter in an unlimited way. So therefore, over here in this world, the only way that we can connect and do 
a mitzvah, which is really, the truth is, it's the unlimited will of the Eibishter, but over here, Bepayel, it has to be something which is limited for us to be able to fulfill this. There's no other way for us to be able to handle and receive the unlimited revelation of the mitzvah. Unless it comes through the garments and the limitations that there are of the mitzvahs. That's the only way that we would be able to draw down the unlimited revelation of the Ebishter that we should be a keli for this. That's not the reason though. Because this, that's not the only reason. Or the Rebbe says, this is nit mitzad. In other words, this, we can't say that the reason why mitzvahs are limited is because of the limitation that actually exists from our behalf, here below. No, rather, while the tachlis is, this is actually the greatest level of revelation here. Is nit and then blig wolf and farzich is not by drawing down and revealing the unlimited essence of the Eibushter for itself. That the Eibushter is unlimited and the rotsen of the Eibushter, which is unlimited, comes through a mitzvah. That itself is not the unlimited revelation of the Eibushter. Nor rather, then chibur from gvul on blig Joining together the two opposites of gvul, of a limited reality, and the limited objects that you use in a mitzvah, and the bligvul, the unlimited will of the Eibushter that's here in this mitzvah, that is the ultimate revelation. As mispar gufe zonis alavan in lo yimid v'lo yisafer. That the mispar, the world which is limited and has a number to it of what it is, that itself should be elevated and should be, should be fulfilling the unlimited will of the Eibushter. This is what expresses the true power of the very essence of the Eibishter. The Eibishter himself, which is higher than any of these definitions, whether it's limitation, whether it's unlimited, none of this defines the Eibishter. And therefore, this truly expresses the true greatness of, or the true being of the very essence of the Eibishter himself, where Gvul and Bligvul come together. On the river, so therefore, can design nor during the medida atzmis from atzmis in seif baruch. Therefore, this is only possible going back to the point that was said before, the expression that it says in Chassidus medida vag bala atzmis. That what we're dealing with a gvul over here, which is not a result of the fact that this is a level of godliness which relates to a certain reality that causes a limitation. Rather, this is a medida. This is a limitation which is a choice that comes from the Eibushter himself. He expresses himself in this way. So it's not really a limitation. It's all part, it's all the essence of the Eibishter. So since that's the nature of this limitation, nature and quotations, this, this is the Eibishter himself that's here. So therefore, it's possible to the, for there to be this combination of Gvul and Bligvul. And the Rebbe explains, If we're dealing with any level of revelation or expression of the Eibishter, then Bligvul and Gvul, Tzvei Bazundarin Yonim. So then, bligvul and, and gvul, something that's a limited expression of the Eibishter, and something which is unlimited, are two opposites. They express two opposite aspects of the Eibishter, they relate to different realities. Any, the concept of a er and a gilui means that it's something that's outside the Eibishter himself. It's outside of the source, it's a, it's a revelation, it's an expression. It relates to some reality, to some experience outside the essence of the Eibishter. So over here, it's somewhat measured according to a certain reality of where that revelation is and what the nature of that revelation is. 
Dafke durch der Medide von Atzmasen Seif Baruchel. Since what we're speaking about over here is that there's a gvul, there's a, there's a measure, there's a limitation, but not influenced or based on any reality that the Ebesh is related to, but it's all the essence of the Ebesh that he chooses this. Can sein them chibur from gvul and bli gvul. So therefore over here, gvul, limitation, and unlimited come together, could be joined together. It's really all the essence of the Ebeshter, and therefore there's no contradiction between the two. Al-Derech, and where do we find this? In the Beis HaMikdash. In the Kedosh HaKedoshim, the Gemara tells us that the place where the Aden stood, so it had a certain measure, but at the same time it took up no space. On one hand, the Aryan has to have a certain measure, as the Tater says, the, limit, the, the, the size of the Aryan, two and a half Amis, and the length, and then in the width, whatever the limitations were. But at the same time, in the Makimis, that space itself did not take up any space. When they measured the Kedesh HaKedoshim, it did not take up any space. So this is the, the combination of Gvul and Bligvul, two opposites at the same time. And this is because it's the essence of the Eibishter. The es- in the essence of the Eibishter, Gvul and Bligvul are not two expressions that are separated from one another. It's all the essence of the Eibishter that's fully coming out in the Gvul just as much as the Bligvul, and it's one, one and the same thing. So now this all brings us back to the question at the beginning of the Sikha regarding the Bracha of Moshe. What is there a point? What is there any, how is there any significance to the bracha of Moshe after you have the unlimited bracha of the Ebeshte? Das is euch, was birchas Moshe wert nit battle, euch nachdem, wenn der Ebeshte bencht jeden mit der bracha sheinle kitzva. This explains why the bracha of Moshe Rabbeinu is not put aside and it's not insignificant even after the Ebeshte's bracha, which is unlimited. Well, the tachlis akavane is because what's the ultimate purpose? As nit, as a zayim bot, as a bottle ver. The meaning from gvol, it's not that you have an unlimited revelation, and therefore that totally annuls any limited existence that there is. As great as that limited revelation is, but the very fact that it can't be joined together with limitations, so it's a certain, it's defined. It's a certain giloy that's defined by being unlimited. Now ader abe as a zayim dem chibul from gvol and bligvol. The ultimate revelation of the essence of the Ebeshter himself is when Gvul and Bli Gvul are joined together. That you have the unlimited bracha of the Ebeshter and that unlimited bracha of the Ebeshter connects to the limited space and experience of where Moshe Rabbeinu's limited bracha is. On the Ribber is da sai birches Moshe, Yosef Goyme Elof Pamen. So you have the bracha of the Ebeshter which is that Yiddin should be added thousandfold. So this is a bracha relating to the reality of the limitation of the world, that it should come to its ultimate perfection. Which brings it to the number of a thousand, which represents the shleimus of what the world itself in its limitation could come to. And then, as Moshe Rabbeinu tells Yidin, when the Eibishta comes here, is in dem gufe vet nimshach berchasa shel hakadosh baruch hu shein lekitzvah. The point is that now, not the Ebeshter is going to overwhelm and give a bracha which totally puts shatters and, and takes away the significance of the limited existence and reality. No, the Ebeshter's bracha is drawn down and is is comes into that space itself and that reality itself of where limitation is. It gets joined together. 
as vet nitnala ribi viflas kanzaimit al gidria bria, and therefore what's brought into the limitation of creation itself as well is not only the bracha of Moshe Rabbeinu, which which is as much as the limitations of the world could handle, no aribui shein lekitzva. A abundance of a bracha which is unlimited, and again the point is, and that that unlimited bracha is connecting to this reality of where Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha is in the shleimus of the limitation of the world itself. So this explains the uh, bracha of Moshe Rabbeinu. Why it's significant to have the connection of the Eibush's bracha with Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha. But the Rebbe still didn't explain the second point before regarding Teisvasa Shil Hakadosh Baruch Hu. the Rebbe will come back to that uh, later in the Sicha. Here the Rebbe says as follows: The midkam mevayz ein dosvas kvektushes merichomi admur gizok. But this we could explain what the Friedger Rebbe said as ein fot kvektushes admur mashad nishmas eden that his father, the Rebbe Rashab, flecked lufamim rabbis moisiv zayin loshin amedrish. So very often he would add to the expression that it says in the medrish nisava kodesh baruchu liyus taydiri betachtainim that the Eibushle desires to have a dwelling here in this world below dem vart yizbarach. When he said loy, he added liyus loy yizbarach. That the Eibushter, may he be blessed, should have a dwelling here below. So seemingly this needs to be clarified. And it's true, when you mention Hashem's name, one should praise Hashem. We don't find that all, all the time when a Maim Chazal, which mentions Hashem na- Hashem's name, is, is repeated, that the Rabbeim would always be careful to add the word Yisbarach whenever they are mentioning a Maim Chazal as is. If you're quoting a Maim Chazal, so then usually it's just repeated as the quote is in its original source. Why over here did the Rebbe Rashab many times add the word Yisbarach? Was mezagin, so we must say, as a zizdoa kesher v'shaychis miyechedes, tzvishin damiyin from Yisbarach, mitin inyin from Nesava Kadosh Baruch Hu liyaz leidir v'tachtainim. There has to be some unique connection to this Yisbarach, benching the Eibishter, saying Yisbarach specifically to this idea of the Eibishter desiring to have a dwelling, a dira, here in this world below. So based on what we learned before here, we could explain this as follows. First, let's understand what's really the meaning of Hashem's desire, that He wants a dira b'tachtainim. The rinyin from dira b'tachtainim is kailal beidik tzavis. Dira and b'tachtainim includes two opposite extremes in Hashem's desire here. Dira is a lashem v'zvaist, as dovet nimshach atzmusay muhusay izbarach abilti balgvul. Dira means that this is a dwelling for the very essence of the Eibushter himself, which is completely unlimited. How do we see this in the expression of the word dira, a dwelling? Just as it is with a person that dwells in his private home, so in the privacy of his home, he's living there comfortably, fully, in his essence, as is, without dressing himself up or relating to any others. So too the expression here of dira is that the world below should be a place where the very essence of the Eivishter is present. On the other hand, here below, that consists of what? When the expression of the Alter Rebbe Taniyeh refers to our world, which is the lowest of the lowest element, it can't be any lower than this. In the lowest place possible, there is where the very essence of the Eibishter should be dwelling, Adira. The lowest place of limitation. Undira, so therefore, when it says there that we create a dira for the Eibishter, what does dira mean? Der chibor from bligvul and 
This is to join together, to bring the unlimited presence of the Eibishter in the most limited reality of the world. And not by annulling, not by pushing aside that limitation, by joining them together, the Gvul and the Bligvul. So the point that we spoke about before regarding bringing together the Mispah and Layimad Vulayisafer, that's really the purpose and the desire of Hashem in creation when the Madrash says, Nasava Kadesh Baruchul Lias Laidirbitahtainim. Now we canin Tahtainum Mukbalim Veranadiriloid so at Smusi is Baracha Bilti Bagvul. How is it possible that you have the limitation of the existence of the world here below? And it becomes a dwelling for the very essence of the Abishir himself, which is unlimited. And still, they should retain their existence. They should, they, they should remain limited, in a limited existence that has the, the unlimited presence of the Eibishter in it. Is there beer in them? So here to explain this, that's why we hear that Rebbe Rashab added this expression, that the Eibishter should be benched. This word, Yisbarach, was not just simply to praise the Eibishter, since you're mentioning his name, but it actually explains what it is that's happening here, how it's possible that there should be a Dira Lo Yisbarach, to combine the two opposites of Bligvul and Gvul in this Dira for the Eibishter. So what's significant about the term Bracha, Yisbarach? Fabir, the explanation is as follows. The chiluk zwischen bracha and tefillah is in many places it explains bachal the difference regarding a person when a person says a bracha or a person davens. Bracha is mamshech das vesesis da in sheirish and makir. A bracha when you bench someone, so you see what it is that they're in, in the source of who this person here, here below. So what there is in the source lamaila that he has there, and it's not coming down here in this world. So you give him a bracha. A bracha is to draw it down. To draw down what exists in the source here below into this world. That's a bracha. And there's different raya's to this, like we find by Yaakov Avinu, he benched each one of the Shvatim according to what it was in their source, but not anything outside of their source or higher than their source. Mashen came to on the other hand, the idea of davening for something, to Chodosh. You daven to the Abishta even in a situation where not only here below is there a certain lack, but even in the source. There is nothing there in the source to fill in what's lacking here below, but nevertheless you ask and beg of Hashem, there should be a new will to draw from a higher place. You're drawing from a place which is even higher than the source of this person, of who he is here below, and there the Ratzin of the Eivishter himself will draw down a new, a new revelation. So that's the explanation in the difference between Bracha and Tfila regarding a person here below. This all relates to the bracha of a human being here. So therefore the bracha of a person has a certain limitation that it's connected to what there is in his source. If it's the Eibishter that's benching, not uh, one person benching another, but the Eibishter himself is benching. The Ebishter, of course, is not limited, God forbid, to any limitations that there could be in the source of who the creation it is that he's benching. So therefore, when the Ebishter benches, it's coming from the Ebishter, which is completely unlimited. This could accomplish and bring about something completely new, which is completely higher from the limitations of what the existence is over here in the world below. So this haste, in other words, what this means is, as in Birchas HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Zenendah Beidik Tzavis. 
When the Eibish to benches, so then this bracha has in it two extremes and it has two great advantages in it. On one hand, it reaches, so to speak, even higher than the source of what creation is. Because the Eibishter himself is way beyond lim- being limited to anything that's related to creation. So when the Eibishter benches, it comes from the Eibishter himself, higher than any source of any, or, or any limitation. Higher than the system of creation. But at the same time, what is the meaning of a bracha? The mile of a bracha, even by a person below, the whole mile of a bracha is that he draws it down. He brings it down over here. So the bracha over here by the Eibishter as well, it brings it down, to bring it down to the lowest place. The idea of a bracha, when the Eibishter benches is, it brings it from the highest source, from the Eibishter himself, the source of all brachas, and he draws it down. Bracha also means to draw it down here to Nivra in this world. Thus is the beer in the Haisafe, Nisava, Kalish Baruch, Uliyasle, Yisbarach, Dirbetachtainim. This explains why the Rebbe Rashab added the word Yisbarach into the Lashon of Chazal. Those was Tachtainim, Ken, and Verin, Adiriloi, Latz Musai, the fact that the world below, the Tachtainim, can become a dwelling for the very essence of the Evish to himself. Vert Musber, Durch Demim, from Berchasa, Shar Kalish Baruch is explained by understanding this concept of a bracha from the Eibishter. Which is what Yisbarach means. Yisbarach means that the Eibishter is benching. That's what Yisbarach here means. The essence of the Eibishter himself, which is not defined, not by Gvul, not by Bligvul. He's the source of everything removed and unrelated to anything. On one hand, Bligvul. At the same time though, from the essence of the Eibishter, he connects to Gvul as well. The Gvul is not a real Gvul. The Gvul is all Medideva Akbala Atzmas, as the Rebbe said before. That itself is all the Abish's choice. It's coming from him himself. So therefore, if it's the essence of the Abish himself, that's what a bracha is. It combines the two opposites of Hishtal Shalos with higher than Hishtal Shalos, or Gvul with higher than Gvul. And that's why the Rebbe Rashab added the word Yisbarach. However, there's still an additional point that has to be explained over here. So what are we learning over here? That all of this is all the Eibishter's unlimited power, or really the essence of the Eibishter, which joins together Gvul and Bli Gvul. He's above the definitions of Gvul or Bli Gvul. That's really what's happening when a Yid does a mitzvah, when we create a dwelling for the Eibishter in this world through the mitzvahs. If so, why if so, so much of an emphasis on the Aveda of a person, of the limited creation here below, that he's serving and he's the one that has to create this Dira and he has to be the one to fulfill these mitzvahs. Seemingly, if it's a limited Aveda of a person here in this world, so the person on his own, only has the ability to draw down a limited revelation. So really what the person is doing, looking at it from the perspective of who and what a person is, he's very limited. So when a person does a mitzvah, what's really happening? Who is really creating this dira? The Eibishter. Who's drawing down the Ratzin over here that the Eibishter wanted in this mitzvah? It's the Ratzin of the Eibishter, which is unlimited, and that unlimited could be connected and expressed and revealed even in the limited Aved of the person. But you can't attribute this revelation in this place of limitation to the person. The person is limited. He doesn't connect it. He doesn't generate or, or trigger or stimulate this kind of revelation at all. 
But that's not the case though. There's a tremendous emphasis on the Aveda of the person that he is the one that creates this connection here. Is there beer in them? So the explanation for this is Vigaret Kama Pomen. And this was explained already a number of times. The Meibishan Zerotzen is. This itself is the Eibishan's desire as the Giluyim Shalomailo Zolanit Kumen and Anayfum Funamid That all revelations coming from above, the greatest and most unlimited revelations, the very essence of the Eibishan that connects to even limitation. That itself should not just simply be coming from the Eibishter and an Eifim von Name like shame bread. When someone receives a gift where he doesn't participate and do anything, no effort of his own, and he receives it and he's sort of embarrassed with his gift and he like feels like I'm not deserving, I'm not, there's no reason why I should, I have no, and I, why, why am I getting this gift? The Eibishter's desire was that it should reach creation in such a manner that creation itself should participate in this and should, co- should be the one causing this revelation. Und in an alam So therefore all revelations that come down from above, even those that are really completely out of our boundaries, out of our reach, it's still connected and it's still generated through the Aveda of a person. So the point of here is, it's not because the limited Aveda of a person on its own, as the Rebbe said before, has that kayak to reach to this place which is so unlimited. But this itself is the Ratzin of the Eibishter. The Ratzin of the Eibishter was that it should come through the Aveda of a person below. And therefore, the Ratzin of the Eibishter gives that connection of the person's Aveda to this Amshacha that's coming from such a high place. On the river. So therefore, Agam matana. The creation of a dwelling for Hashem in this world below is all coming from above. It's a gift from Hashem. To connect these two opposites of Gvul and Bli Gvul, it's only in the Kayach of the very essence of the Ebishter himself. However, it's required that a person should do his part from below to create that conditions for the Ebishter to want to give, so to speak, that the Ebishter should feel like, oh, the people are deserving and I want to give them a gift. And only then does the Ebishter give the gift. To say what this means in other words is, it's required first for a person to do whatever he can and his own, his, to, to the ultimate perfection that he can reach. And only then does the Abish to give and reveal his essence that's higher than where a person can reach and brings this tremendous revelation that creates this Dita that joins together the Gvul and the Bligvul. But it only comes when you have a person's Aveda, because that itself was the Abish's desire, and therefore the Abish gives us this Kayach that our Aveda should have a connection to this unlimited revelation. This explains the entire concept of Kainim coming to bench the Yidin and they're not benching the Yidin on their own, but they're just here as messengers of the Eibishter to deliver Hashem's bracha to Yidin. And therefore this is a bracha that drawing from a place which is totally higher than any limitations of creation. As the Rebbe pointed out before, a bracha that comes from the Eibishter does not only draw from the source of creation, but it's way beyond that. So seemingly, if Hashem wants to bench the Yidin, so why does it have to happen through the Kainim? To give his Brache that, uh, what he wants to give them. The Ebishter can go ahead and bench Yidin directly. Why does he need the Shluchim? 
Now the Rinyan is canal, but based on what we said before, we can understand what's going on here. The Kavana Ha is. It was the Abish's desire and the Abish's intention in creation is. That even those brachas and those revelations that are completely higher than the limitation of the world, it should also be drawn into the world through the Aveda of Ayid and through, in this case, the Aveda of the Tachtainim, the Birchas Kainim of the, that the bracha that they bench the Yidin. So, this is an additional point to what we were learning before. It's not only about the fact that the Aveda of Taito and Mitzvah consists of joining together Gvul and Bligvul, but it's also that this itself has to come through the Aveda of Yidin. They should desire that it should be from the Kayach of the Tachtainim themselves. So now, coming back to what it says in the Medrash regarding the Brach of the Eibishter, that even after the Eibishter benches, and it's Teisvasa Shalakadosh Baruch Hu Meruba Ala Iker, and it's much more than what the Iker is, but nevertheless it still remains the Iker. Alpizez, move on. Based on all of this, we can understand as Chach, Mahat, Birchasa Shalakadosh Baruch Hu. That even though we have here a revelation that's the Eibishter's Bracha, it's really all a revelation from above. We're talking about revelations of an unlimited essence of the Eibishter, so much so that it could even be joined together with Gvul, with limitation as well. Is Aber Durech Birchasa Shal Meishe, was has brengt Shleimus Hanevrayim. When you have the Bracha of Meishe Rabbeinu, which is a Bracha relating to the existence of the world, and it brings the world to its ultimate perfection through this Bracha. So now the bracha, the fact that the Aveda from below and the bracha of Moshe Rabbeinu that relates to the existence of the world below, that itself actually is connected and not only connected but brings and causes the unlimited bracha of the Evishter to then come. And it shouldn't just be totally a bracha from above, from the Evishter, which is unlimited, which is compared to shame bread. So in other words, the point of here is, in addition to what the Rebbe said before, that even after you have the bracha of the Eibishter, you still have the bracha of Moshe, because the point is that the bracha of the Eibishter should not totally overwhelm the bracha of Moshe, but it should connect and penetrate and enter into the space where the bracha of Moshe Rabbeinu is to create that connection of Gvul and Bligvul. We hear the Rebbe is adding another pshat, that it's the bracha of Moshe Rabbeinu, which relates to the Aveda of Yidin here within the limitations of the world, which actually generates the Bligvul Amshach of the Eibishter. The Eibishter wanted that it should be Dafka our Aveda here with this bracha of Moshe Rabbeinu that brings down this bracha, this unlimited bracha of the Eibishter. This explains that it's what it says that the Eibishter's bracha is even more. But nevertheless, the Iker remains the Iker. What there is before the bracha of the Eibishter, that still is referred to as the Iker. Since, as the Eibishter designed it and wanted it, it's the limitations of the world here below, which is the one that's generating and drawing down this additional revelation, unlimited revelation of the Eibishter. So therefore they, their Aveda, and the limited bracha that there is here in this world that the Yidin reached to with their perfection, that's always considered to be the Iker, the principle, the primary source. Because this is what the Eibishter desired, that the Dira, the revelation of the Eibishter, should be generated and come through the Aveda of Yidin. 
Not that it should all come from above and therefore that renders whatever we do totally insignificant. We're just like robots doing this and this and that, but it's really all the Eivishter drawing it down. No, the Ikke remains our Aveda from below. That the Eivishter wanted that the Ikke, the Aveda should be the Giluyim, all the Giluyim on my law should come through the Tachtainim. That's why the Medrash refers to it as Ikke. Kolanal, all of this also explains in Rashi here. Is Eich, the Inyanim of Loim, was in Pirish Rashi. We could see wondrous things in the words of Rashi. Was bringt them teichenas sefri va medrash amar, and Rashi also quotes this sefri and medrash that we're speaking about. That Meish Rabbeinu is having this conversation with Yidden regarding his bracha, which is limited, and Meish Rabbeinu tells them the Eibushter will come and he'll give you an unlimited bracha. So what is pshutish Rashi? What do we understand from the simple words of Rashi? Al pshutish mikra, and Rashi comes to explain the simple pshat of the pasuk. So if you look into Rashi, Rashi says something that the Medrash does not say. Rashi zokt as b'chaseh shalakosh baruch when Moshe Rabbeinu says that the Eibish is going to come and bench you unlimited, meint the avtache asherim yuchalish limnois v'gaimer, can the Yidin, could anybody come and count the Yidin? The mid, when Rashi quotes this pasik, which is a different pasik that's quoted in the Medrash, that nobody could count Yidin, so the mid verbinder is mit mi mona tafke with the Pasuk where it says, Mi mona far Yaakov, that nobody could count the Yidin, was Venizdos, and that Pasuk of Mi mona, which is a tremendous bracha that comes only from the Eibishter, what time period is that referring to? Kepirish Rashi, as Rashi says there, Ketagumai, that the Targum says what that's referring to, was Manoi is, Venasidin the Yachsenun Alma, that it refers to the bracha that will be in the time to come when Mashiach comes, Lasid Lavoi, that's what this Pasuk is referring to here. So Rashi connects the Pasuk that speaks here about the limited bracha of the Yidin, Yosef Aleichem Kechem Elef Pa'amim, that this bracha will connect to the ultimate bracha of the Eibishter that will be in the time to come, then will be the re- revealed the true bracha of the Eibishter, which is Mimana.